0: chubb dislocated his left knee tore mcl pcl and lcl
1: well that's the end of that season that was that was the
0: last time he
1: injured oh that sorry knee you're after.
0: right you're right yeah uh, that was the last injury uh but this was the same knee
2: yes same knee that was uh 2015 i think
1: oh my well uh i mean we might as well get started with that started on Fantasy Football, so we might as well continue on Fantasy Football. I don't know if I recorded any of it. Hello, and welcome to 372 episodes of We Were Gamers, a podcast now only about Fantasy Football. That's not true. We're going to talk about what? games today. yeah? Huh?
2: R- yeah. Rantasy Football is back. Rant?
1: Oh, yeah. Rantasy Football is back. You know, um, before we get into actual Fantasy Football, um, the the thing that one of the reasons... I quit a decade ago it is exactly what happened today after an injury. So Michael, you and I both have Nick Chubb. Uh hopefully he's okay.
2: Yeah, fingers crossed. It uh it apparently sounded pretty bad.
1: I uh,
0: I don't think anyone should look up the video. It's bad. I saw it and I wish I had not.
1: Uh it's not you know, last week we had Aaron Rodgers. This week also, uh, Anthony Richardson concussions. I mean, it's it's a brutal sport. We've talked about in the past uh, how they kind of have done nothing to mitigate the concussion damage and all these sorts of things. And one of the things I don't like about myself and fantasy football is I do wholeheartedly think of these people first and then eventually the thought has to creep in because you're playing fantasy football this person's injury has ruined my team
2: i mean there's there's no way around it it is inherent in the playing of fantasy football
1: which is so dehumanizing i i really didn't like the feeling of looking at my roster and being like oh i have three players out and i'm only looking at them as like injuries and not people it's a rough, it was a rough week on my roster is what I'm saying. And like, I think people are very glib about that when it happens and it, I don't feel good about it when it happens in my brain.
0: Yeah, there, there definitely is something uh, that requires you to be a bit it's sociopathic is the maybe too strong a word, but you definitely have to treat it at like an arm's length because I, I, I fully agree. It's, it's devastating when that happens and it happens. There's just nothing you can do. It's completely out of your control and there's no way to know. And you're right. It just like, it just wrecks your season. Right. And yeah, you know, I mean, I, first and foremost, it wrecks that person's season it, or like, life. Your you're talking about this yeah, guy's possible
1: yeah. livelihood. And I don't know. I don't want to start on a sour note, but it was the only thing I could think of when you guys took. Te- i had already had the Anthony Richardson concussion. And I was thinking, okay, well, you know, I I hope he comes back and they don't treat him like Andrew Luck and he gets broken in two years or, you know, whatever. And, you know, you can kind of write that one off. And then it's like, oh, we're texting about Nick Chubb, you know, with a nasty knee injury and the, the, the fight it off as long as you want. But the thoughts eventually creep in like, how am I going to fix this roster now? You know? So... Well, uh still looks like I'll win my game for the week. How'd you guys do?
2: Uh I needed Nick Chubb to have a good game to save my week. Oh,
1: well, it's not his fault. He,
2: he, he no. was doing good. Yeah. yeah, he was he would have been doing good enough, I think, the way yeah. he was going. And Anthony
1: yeah. Richardson went out in the first quarter and still scored seventeen points.
0: Yeah, he was having a great wow. game.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I have to hold him on my roster at that point.
0: He'll, I'm sure he'll play again in a week or two, you know, whenever, yeah, I don't yeah. know how concussion stuff works. But yeah. he he seems like he's legit, so I think that's a smart stash for sure.
1: JJ, you, have you been eliminated? Uh, no, I have
0: not. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I had the highest score in the league this week, so I think I'm okay. Nice. Um, well done. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, well. Uh, I wanted to throw float a rule by you guys. No, oh, we haven't done a rule in a while. Fantasy football this time. Lay it on us. At the end of the game, each team gets to flex in a player from their bench. They can't pick up a player. Oh, okay. So you're this you're saying this, this <laughs> is the
0: this is the if only I had known and yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm all against this rule.
1: Oh, okay.
0: 100 okay. against it. <laughs> Why is that? Because because I embrace the chaos nature of fantasy football, and the there's no way you could have known random dude X was going to go for 10,000 yards this week, and there's no way you could have known that playing Patrick Mahomes was the wrong choice because, like. Some random, you know, who's the, like Daniel Jones this week got 40 points or whatever, right? Sure. Like the that aspect of the game is the best part. It, not the best part, but like one of the things that makes the game exciting. Defining. And yeah. yeah. And I think if you allow people to remove some aspect of that, the part where you go like, I should have played this guy on my bench instead of this one other guy who got like three points. And this guy on my bench got twenty, I would have won blah, blah blah, like that's the discussion, and so I feel like if you remove that you're you're tampering with the nature of the sport to some degree. It's also why i don't uh, why I support kickers scoring points the way they do. A lot of people really hate it' like
1: kickers can score a ton of points if they're just kicking field goals over and over. Do you and swing uh, and aim, right? okay so so kickers have a wide range of options. Oh yeah. When it comes to point scoring, do you think they should get negative points for missed field goals and extra points? Uh, None of the leagues I play in do that, Um, but I might support it. Ours does. Yeah. I
2: have, I have played in a league like that. It's been many years, but yeah, I've played in a a negative for missed and I, I dislike it. I think I would rather, if you're going to make a change to the kicker scoring, you, I would say,
1: just normalize the score of field goals regardless of distance. Mm, that's the other one that I've seen. Is is okay? Three thirty yards is three points. Forty yards is four points. That is
0: the the scoring for my league, right? Thirty is, uh, yeah, zero to thirty is three. Thirty to wait, no, I have that backwards. No, zero to right. thirty nine is three. Yeah, forty uh, yeah. to forty nine is four, and fifty plus is five. Yeah, um and it, i i embrace that chaos because you picking those kickers like if your kicker kicks a five point field goal that's a ton of points like and if you do multiple five point
2: field goals in a game you basically just like you know replace one of your starters <laughs> well in a lot of leagues too that's more points than quarterbacks get for touchdowns yeah four oh, points for throwing 100%, point, four point 100%, touchdowns? yeah
0: in my leagues as well like all my leagues are four point passing leagues it's if you get a fifty-yard field goal, you're getting a ton of points.
1: I do not like that defenses go negative.
0: Yeah, I I think I kind of agree with you there. I think the uh,
1: I think it's the, okay oh, for them the to go defenses would be better. I think it's okay for them to go to zero and stay at zero, even if they're doing like fumble recoveries late in the game. It's like, nah, you still have way too many points against, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like forty-two to
1: seven. You you
2: recovering this fumble does not make this okay, right? Right. Yeah. I think both of my leagues this year are a correct back to zero. So if you go negative, you your defense finishes with zero points. That feels better. It's, yeah, it's it's even I,
1: more random than right. kickers.
2: Yeah, it it truly is,
0: especially because of how like defenses get six points if they intercept yeah. uh, and get a touchdown or something. It's if you pick the defense that got like a fumble and a touchdown this week, you just won like your matchup almost immediately, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. You know, I will say. Uh, oh no. Go, go ahead. ahead. Nope. I was just gonna throw in. I think my issue with the kickers losing points for missed kicks are that you can't tear it the way you tear made kicks. That's so tiered fifty missed. You fifty yard. Right. You can't say if it's only <clears throat> negative points if he misses from inside thirty yards. Right. It's. If he misses, you lose points. So if the so our, kicker gets trotted out for a 53-yarder at the end of the half...
1: Yeah. Our negatives are only for extra points missed. Okay. I think I support that, actually, because the extra
0: point is supposed to be a gimme. And yeah, they've moved it a little bit in like What the if last it gets blocked? Years. That's my thing, right? Like, well, oh, the if it gets offensive bl-
1: line blocked it.
0: Not the kicker's fault, I guess, technically, but also, like, eh, special teams is all kind of rolled up in that system level, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I talked about how I was approached to join a league that had twenty people and a bunch of individual defensive players, right? Yes. I don't remember if I talked about that on the podcast, but I Not guess that's the—that's the solution to this problem, right? Of like the defenses being bad and like you're, you know, being all weird and and impossible. Well, you don't pick defenses, you just play individual defensive players and then you only get points when those players actually do stuff. And so then it's all positive, right? Sure. So, you know, I guess that's a solution to that. The problem was uh I mean that's a 20-person league first off and that means that's just too much <laughs> that's too much commitment. Uh and yeah. I had never played with individual defensive before and so then I was like worried about how that would go and my ability to think about that carefully enough with the time I knew I was going to be able to give it, which was very little. So, yeah.
1: Well, David and Joku just fumbled the ball away for the Steelers to get one more shot at winning the game. So oh, with that, there's that Steelers offense. That's a bummer. I have, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing against him actually. So sorry,
0: I'll probably still be okay. But uh, yeah, that yeah. sucks.
1: <laughs> uh. Oh, uh well, uh, speaking—no, not speaking of—but uh, oftentimes in fantasy football requires doing things in the right order. I had a question about doing things in the right order. Michael, maybe not as much because you don't drink caffeine, but JJ, I know you drink tea. Hmm. What order do you put the hot water and the tea bag into the cup?
0: I feel like this is a trick question somehow. <laughs> Did you say no? I didn't, I didn't say no. I oh. mean, you have to have hot water and tea together in order to make the to make the thing happen. Um, I, I I have done it both ways. To be fair, I don't know that I'm very consistent with it, but I would say typically because I'm using like cheap tea bags for the most part. Mm-hmm. I buy the giant pack from Costco. Uh, and I typically have it in the cup as I pour the hot water over it. I think some people say that's bad, but also the, uh, like the, the matcha part of the tea, they say to sprinkle on top. And I do do that. So it's like the, the tea bag has both like, you know, the green tea leaves and then like matcha you're supposed to sprinkle on the top. Right. Yeah. Green tea mostly is what I'm drinking to be fair. Uh, and then you're supposed to sprinkle that part on the top, and so I do do that part. So you I sprinkle
1: how much matcha you sprinkle on there? Because I, like I got a, some matcha a, going on,
0: light dusting. <laughs> I mean, you know, I have the whole tea bag in there already, so I'm not like I have to. That's not all the flavor,
1: huh? Have you? Do you matcha latte or do you not matcha latte? Uh, I do not
0: do lattes,
1: so I don't know. Okay, right. that's a coffee thing, right? So No, I'm no, sure. no, it's matcha. I mean, you can make a latte with it's just milk. I mean Oh, milk.
0: I see. You're talking about milk with tea. I'm not really into milk with tea.
1: Well, you see people often use more matcha than just that little sprinkle on the top and then you milk it with you put it with like hot frothed milk and you've got a latte with matcha. That makes sense to me. Um I don't want that though. Oh, you- man. I like that.
0: Okay. Look,
1: you know Well, I'm happy for you. Supposedly dropping the bag in after the hot water is the proper way. That doesn't surprise me. But I use loose leaf tea. And I was wondering about this because it's very annoying. You have to sit there like up and down with the loose leaf thing trying to Mm -hmm. get all the leaves wet. Yep, yep. I I didn't know if I was the only one that, you know uh was doing it the wrong way, quote unquote. Okay. Well, uh, there we go. when I
2: do when I do loose leaf, I put the water in first and then put the little steeper thing in after. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah, the
0: the reason I stopped doing loose leaf, Andrew, is because of laziness and your well, exactly what you're talking about, having to do the like up and down with the steeper to get it
1: to yeah. get it good. Yeah. So you're not a British tea guy, huh? Sugar and milk and all that. No super and and like i said
0: i almost exclusively drink like green tea maybe black tea every now and then but i'm not drinking like earl gray and darjeeling and whatever other
1: kinds of stuff there well nintendo spilled the tea this week michael
2: it did it's remake uh, season it has been open remake season mixed for for a while with nintendo they are uh, they are coming fast and furious uh, Just but said, yeah, we had a, a long
1: uh, road, <laughs> uh, getting from where to where.
0: Yeah. From, from there to remake season, apparently. <laughs> uh,
1: but That's yeah, a, we got a,
2: uh, got a Nintendo direct.
1: Uh, somewhat surprised one. I think I'm surprised to get one is what I'm saying, trying to say, but not, I still have a little bit of foggy brain, but I was a little bit surprised to when you texted that they were doing one. Nintendo uh, and that it was so
2: it quick. Just... You mean the length of the direct itself? Yeah, yeah. JJ, I think you watched this one too. It it felt even for a direct, it felt pretty rapid fire. Hmm.
0: It was it was a lot of like bang 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 bang. All right, later guys, bye. And then it was over. No questions, please. I mean, you know, the directs are all pre recorded things. They don't take questions anyway. But yeah, it, it was definitely felt like that.
1: And what are we watching? What do we want to play next year?
2: Uh, we got some... I mean, we got some good stuff. Some we knew about. Some was surprising. Uh, Andy, you were you were a big fan of Tetris 99, right?
1: I was. I like Tetris 99. I wish that I had kept up more, better with it because more better. What am I doing? Uh, they still are doing those like Tetris Cups where you could win like backgrounds and stuff like that. I think I'm now like 15 backgrounds behind and so... Um, also my Tetris skills have fallen off a little bit, although I did in, uh, Hawaii find a really good condition copy of Japanese Tetris and a cheap copy of Tetris plus. So maybe I'll have to plug those into the Game Boy and still see how old school Tetris feels.
2: Or you could, uh, you could forget all that and hop on the newest 99 train, which is F 99.
1: I heard that maybe this is a remake, kind of. I don't trust them after they shut down Mario 35. I can say I've seen some streamers playing this game, and it looks pretty fun.
0: Like, I'm not going to lie. Is it out already? Yeah, dude, they they dropped dropped it that day. day.
2: day.
1: Oh, I should go install this. Yeah, you should yes huh.
0: it it looks like it's very fun it's you know i mean like it, you're playing f-zero and like snes f-zero right so like yeah right you're you're drifting you're doing all that stuff with now the added elements of there's like a whole whole bunch of other people and you have like some spin attack moves and stuff that you can't use all the time and then there's like a i don't know mike how do you explain the thing what do you, you know what i'm talking about the the skyway thing what is that thing
2: uh, yeah, it's like, as as I understand it, it's like a, uh, it's a gauge, I think, that you power up as you're racing, and it, you can jump up to a higher level, like a higher raceway, and just boost your way past, uh, most of the field, and then when it runs out, you drop back down.
0: And crucially, the higher level raceway doesn't have, like, the jumps, or the bumps, or, like, the hazards or anything like that. Right. And it's like much smoother and straighter than the regular raceway is.
2: Yeah. So okay. you want to be up there as much as you can get up there and you will
0: be gaining positions just by being there. Right. Cause it's like, you know, it, it doesn't quite cut a corner, but it's like the corner goes way out and it kind of just does like a little, eh. And then, you know, you're, you're making up time everywhere while you're up there.
1: That's cool. So okay, so I, it's like a, it's just like a another to me. Yeah. 99 style race that is pretty popular.
2: Yeah, it That's looks good. like complete chaos and a lot of fun.
1: Awesome. All right. I could I could um, do that. Uh we'll talk about uh another racing game later. Oh, nice. Uh what else was big? Um we're getting a
2: remake of uh Paper Mario: The Thousand-Year Door. A good one the one that everyone likes right. the gamecube one yeah they
1: all they already made a paper mario for the switch am i wrong about that
2: you're uh, correct n- they did yes that was, that was super paper mario question mark uh no that one had a, a title uh, origami king i think that there was the go. switch one that is okay. it you are correct yes um, so yeah, this one is a, is a, a remake of the beloved GameCube one, Thousand Year Door. The very hard to
1: get GameCube one, I think.
2: Yeah, I think it's one of those games that once people get a copy, they don't want to give it up. Yeah, very cool. My understanding is
0: this one is, is the beloved one that like everyone agrees is the best one of these,
2: um, Paper Marios. So good on them, I guess.
1: I yep. guess I'll have to try okay. it. I don't know that I've played a Paper Mario
2: i have not played one since the original okay uh so we'll see i have origami king i just have have not gotten the chance to play it um but the thousand year door looked really good um the art style uh holds up really well so i'm
1: uh i'm excited to <laughs> see more of this one anything that helps hold up the switch prop it up at this point right Quick release games before we start selling a new console.
2: (laughs) Quick, quick, quick. quick, quick. Keep
1: it alive as long as you can.
2: Yep. Um, What else? They showed more of the, uh, you know, near and dear to me, they showed a little more of that new Prince of Persia, which still looks really good. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Princess Peach is getting her own game.
0: Yeah, I wanted to to talk about that for a sec. That game is like, and there's like, I don't know what the, the reductive take on it I saw is like, oh, Peach is Kirby now. Ouch. Um, and I, I that's not fair, I don't think.
2: See, but, I uh, took it, I looked at it and saw more of the costumes from Super Mario Galaxy. It definitely has like a stage play acting type conceit
0: to it. So like the costume stuff makes sense, right? That's or why it's just changing like costumes out. all the time, right? Yes, yeah, sure. Um. But I think the thing I don't understand about that game is like, what is the actual gameplay? I don't think they've shown much of them playing the game.
2: No, not really. The, the trailer that they showed was more cinematic than it was gameplay. So I, I'm still kind of like,
0: what actually is this game? Is it like, you know, one of those more recent Kirby games where you're kind of running around and using the various costumes to do things on the level, in which case then the Kirby comparison maybe is kind of apt? <laughs> or is it something different, you know, like closer to Mario or closer to, you know, Mario Odyssey or any of those kinds of games where it's a 3D world and you're, you know, you're just going through a level platforming kind of stuff. And the costumes are just like, you know, the cat costume or whatever, the fire flower, right?
2: Right. Well, so we'll have I, to find out uh, pretty soon here because I think it comes out in six months. Yeah, feels like that one is one where
0: like I'm cautiously excited because I can you I don't know if I can even remember there was a time that Peach got a game like a Peach headline game right
1: I can't think of one I mean no. I so I don't I'm have the most extensive knowledge maybe hope hopefully somebody would tell us if there was but no research
0: Yeah, yeah right in write in folks podcast at we were gamers let us know if there was some Peach game that we never heard of but I think that that might be like Nintendo doing new stuff. Oh, my gosh. Like, yes, please. Hopefully. Right. <laughs> even even
2: in and amongst all the remakes.
0: Yeah. So I, that's that's my hope for that is that it's like something new and interesting.
1: Uh, I mean, that's the Kirby joke, right? Is that Kirby got the new and interesting stuff uh, when the Mario main title like they would experiment with stuff in Kirby games and then throw it in Mario later if it worked. That That's the Kirby joke. Uh, and it now the sandbox <laughs> now Kirby is just um, relegated to like, Oh, uh, what about like, how do we like make multiplayer a thing or like, can we, can At we least... make, what was the most recent one they tried with him or it was like, they were trying to bring back those uh, street pass style games or those like little, little mini like uh Rusty's real deal baseball style games. So they brought like that, uh, Kirby, like multi-warrior game or whatever it was. I think you're forgetting
0: about the Kirby and the Forgotten something? Open world one? Yeah, the most recent one that came out. It was like a straight-up open world, like run around on a map and then go into levels and, you know, use your various Kirby powers to,
2: you know, move blocks around. Almost like um, Mario 3D World. Maybe, I was going to say, they they fl- they reversed the formula that you were just talking about, Andy. They said, what if Kirby played like a Mario game?
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Maybe my, my exact analogies aren't perfect, but it feels like Kirby has been kind of weirdly sidelined into doing odd jobs.
0: I think that's fair. I think there's definitely a
1: case of like Kirby is
0: the also ran of their franchises, right?
1: yeah it's like, oh, but he's got a these,
0: like big franchises and then kirby is also here
1: but he's got enough of a following that he can't be put in bad games anymore they have to make good kirby games or at least interesting ones or new type of ones or you know like yeah
0: well i mean that's why you get that game right it's like ah well we can't ignore these kirby fans forever let's like yeah get, he can't get shovelware yeah toss him a bone over here and then we can go back to ignoring
1: him. <laughs> leave him in smash and then
0: that'll be it right
1: Sure. My guess would be a Peach game would be very similar to a Mario game, wouldn't it? I don't know. They haven't shown anything. (laughs) We can only speculate.
0: But yeah, I I hope that ends up being good.
1: Yeah,
2: I was was heartened by the additional footage they showed of Super Mario RPG as well. Game looks
0: pretty good, man. Kind of surprised at how
2: good it looks. Yeah, so I I read a little bit about it too after the direct. So you'll be able to um you'll be able to play the original SNES version of the music if you want. Um and then they've also introduced uh a, this is a, a common trend I think in um more modern RPGs, especially remakes, but they've added in an easy mode that you can toggle on and off on the fly if you'd rather just experience the story of the game.
1: Oh man, okay. Oh, we we now I've got two things to talk about later. Uh Oh, <clears throat> no, it's fine. When we get to games, if we're if we're done with the direct, we can talk about that stuff.
0: No, no, no. There's one more thing. We yeah, more remakes. Got to talk about more remakes. We're not there mm-hmm.
2: yet. <laughs> uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong. Yeah, that's an old uh, Game Boy Advance game.
1: I don't even remember it.
0: Yeah, it's like um it's not uh it is like an old Game Boy Advance game, right? But it's like a you know, a straight up like uh Mario and Donkey Kong together platformer kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Oh. So uh what did they describe it's it like as? It's Mario a Mario and Luigi's
0: puzzler
1: type thing. A platform put so like shifting platforms for your partner to play on and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, or for you know, if you're in if you're in single player for yourself, you have to figure out there's a key on screen, and you got to hit the buttons in the right okay. order to switch
1: the blocks to get yourself to it. And yeah, okay, cool, that's right on. I'm into that, I'm trying to find pictures of the advanced game because I want to see. It looks good. This yeah, looks fun. the new one. The new one
2: definitely looks like it looks like something that was built in Mario Maker to me. Oh no. No, I mean I mean that in a good way. Uh that's
0: that's a, that's a that's looks like Mario Maker parentheses derogatory is usually what that means. That's not yeah. a good thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: That is that is not how I meant
1: this, but that's funny though, yeah. that you said it.
0: Are you are you trying to imply, Michael, let's find some better terminology here. Do you think it looks chaotic? Or are you saying it looks uh homebrewed? Uh, okay yeah yeah uh you know uh, what what kind of sense are you getting from that feeling as opposed to saying it looks like mario maker that
2: I it think looks like the, it's actually challenging because that's another thing Nintendo yeah i think that I, I think that to me is that it looks like it's got you got to stop and think a little bit before you just start charging ahead unlike maybe a typical mario game where you can just sort of Hit. run and jump and and you mean make like, like a sonic game Oh, yeah, even more so, right? Wow. <laughs> We're just dunking on Nintendo constantly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it looks like, it. I I think that it looks like they did a good job with the remake. And it looks like it would be a fun game either to spend some time on or to play as a multiplayer. Yeah. Man, I have so much to talk about now. <laughs> and, and one more. I, I don't know. Do you have more from
0: the direct, Michael? There's one more. Oh, if, if you've got about. one more, hit it. Yeah. The game that I know Michael and I are excited for. A Chronicle 100 Heroes got a release date.
2: What? (laughs) Oh, Trombone Trombone Champ's already out. Wait, I know. Trombone Champ was, uh, they announced that it's coming to Switch in the direct.
0: Oh, okay. Nice.
2: That game is Uh, weird. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But yeah.
0: uh, I care about that. I back that thing. Yeah, I didn't remember if you had actually backed it or not. Andy. I did, because yeah. I got that. Andy. I
1: got that uh, preview game, and I gave Michael the code because I ended up playing it on uh, Game Pass for free.
2: Oh, that's yes, right. yes, and thank you for that.
1: Yeah, uh, so they sh- they
0: showed a trailer for Auden Chronicle, uh, hundred heroes. Looks- yes, thank you. We don't want from the makers it of
1: Sui and Sui Koden Two, and a bunch of other
0: stuff. But yes, the that trailer looks pretty sweet. I think the. The visuals were pretty striking at times and I was like, "Oh wow, okay. This is like a real you know, they're really d- like committing to the 2D sprite thing and then also really not committing to the 2D <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> at the same
1: time. 3D world but 2D sprites. Huh?
0: Yeah, the the trailer, the dynamics
1: the scenes in the battle. Oh, there's a full-on trailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is. Oh, uh, I'm going to have to watch that cuz it's on I'm,
2: Steam now too if you want to.
1: I really be have been to waiting that. to see what I paid for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's pretty the the dynamic stuff in the battle is pretty similar to kind of what they showed off. Well, it's not that similar to what they showed off in the uh the Kickstarter as the like, oh, here's our test demo footage or whatever. Sure, sure. But it is dynamic like that, which is very striking when you see it. Uh, you know, put up against the like character running through town or whatever. Okay. So, nice. I excited for that still. Now that my Su- Sui Koden uh one plus two remake got delayed out of this year, so oh R&D till when? One. Konami, <laughs> <Quite different. laughs> not, till Konami. Not this year.
2: Yeah, that's, well, that's okay, JJ, because you get uh, Legend of Nayuta: Boundless Trails, the English version dropping tomorrow. Ugh, who has time? <laughs>
1: <laughs> huh. I don't. That's the answer. I don't.
0: Yeah. Oh my! Like I, barely, I haven't even started Baldur's Gate, and I'm still working on Armored Core. Like, who's got time for this stuff, man?
1: I don't know. I I I would love to play Baldur's Gate or Armored Core or heck, even Diablo Four, maybe. Or
0: you you, know. you got time for Armored Core, Annie? Armored Core is nice. It has missions, and then they're over,
1: and then they're done. <laughs> you, I mean, Dune, back, you know, I mean, Dune Dune Spice Wars is out at 1.0 now too. Yeah. That looks good.
0: That Star Uh, Trek uh, strategy game is coming out pretty soon, I think, also. Mm -hmm.
1: We're going to have to talk about that at some point. Jeeps. Jeez, i crow. Fire hose. Yeah, it's so much. It's great, but it's so much. We're drowning. Stop. Help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, part of the reason I didn't get to play the games I was looking at is because I had to entertain children that were stuck at home. Uh, We were all sick this past week and we're not allowed out of the house. And I decided to break down and do it with video games because at a certain point, there's only so much you can make them read. You know? And uh, video games for me can be somewhat low energy Uh, if they're kind of like kid-designed ones. So we tried out things like we went back and tried WarioWare again. By the way, mm. uh, they don't get it, and I still don't very much like the new WarioWares. Um, uh,
0: they announced a new WarioWare, also.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was yep. That was halfway out of my mouth. Uh, so uh, some misses there. That four-player mode in Super Mario, New Super Mario Bros. Still not very good. Uh. Mario Kart, I, I, I don't know if I'm a bad parent. I didn't let them win ever once. It, they got to learn. It literally just became a... They didn't even expect to beat me, and so they were having fun behind trying to get better positions. By the end of the week, they went from 12th every single time to, like, 3rd. So, Okay. Yeah. Improvement, right? You know? Yeah. Well
0: played. Yeah. Yeah. If you let them play online, or maybe you—I don't know. Do you need the Switch Online thing to do that?
1: I think you do not. I think it is allowed. You need Switch Online if you want the extra levels. Yeah. And tracks and all that, or you can pay for those separately for like thirty yeah, bucks, without having to buy them. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, well, if you want to feel bad about yourself, go ahead and play online and get destroyed by yeah. people that are actually
1: good at Mario Kart compared to us. Somebody asked me if my favorite Mario Kart was, like, an earlier Mario Kart. Was that us? And I don't remember, but was, I think Mario Kart is my favorite. I mean, that game is basically perfect. I, I think they've done it. I don't know how you improve on it, really, other than graphics.
0: The theory that I've always held is people's favorite Mario Kart is the first Mario Kart that they play a lot of.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe I just didn't play enough of other Mario Karts. I didn't really like SNES Mario Kart. Yeah, I, I never played much of that one. I played
0: a decent amount of sixty four at friends. Sure, sixty four was fine. I never, I never had one myself, so
1: I didn't play a ton of it. I had one, but I didn't play sixty four with enough people. I I only ever had two controllers for my sixty four because it's not like there was ever that many people around. Um, so I wouldn't say that it was like a high and multiplayer really didn't kick in until Xbox, you know, and like live and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, the uh, GoldenEye is the only exception there, right? Right. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but people brought controllers, right? And... Uh, yep. And, uh, yeah. So we would have, like, specific sleepovers to play for Perfect Dark or whatever. for player. You'd have to bring your controller. Mm-hmm. Um, surprise of the week was... I don't know... I think I may have talked about how bad the new iteration of um, Mario Party was. I don't know if I talked about that on here.
0: The which one?
1: So so the Switch first release of Mario Party, the quote unquote redesigned for the Switch Mario Party. Okay. Okay. I've played this one. Terrible. No good, not fun. Many games suck. Game makes no sense. All that sort of stuff.
0: I mean, it's Mario Party.
1: I don't know. If that's. I feel like yeah. some of that is. Pop, it was very. It was very slowly paced. There were random rules thrown in. The games were not dynamic or interesting, or well described. Uh, I bought that Mario Party Superstars, the remakes of the old Mario Parties. Hmm. It's amazing how much better that game is
0: like those original Mario Party like uh, which ones does it remakes of
1: like uh, two, three, four and sixty four through four, I think, but they have games from from f- one through ten so there's a there's something like four hundred and ten minigames or something like that.
0: The, there is definitely something for some of those original Mario parties on the N64 that despite the games being kind of BS and like being button mash-a-thons, effectively, almost all of them, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, or ones with very little skill. The boards were laid out in interesting ways and were easy to grasp and fun, generally.
1: And simple and quick.
0: I mean, the quickness is determined on how many turns you pick, right? Sure, and ten, like, you, 10 You turns. can torture, torture yourself and pick 50 if you want, but you don't have to do that. Right. Sure. Um. Yeah, it, it, I agree with you generally that that newer one um is not good in terms of the layouts of those boards. They try to make it too much like a big, complicated board, and that's not the fun part of Mario Party. The fun part of Mario Party is rolling a six, overtaking your friend, landing on a battle square and then taking all their coins in a dumb minigame.
1: Absolutely, right? The board being small, hitting the star, moving the star, right as somebody else is about to get it. Or the board being small enough that you could just change direction and go find the ghost and then go steal their star. Or, you know, like... Yep. and, And small enough and easy enough and compact enough and with few enough rules that the kids could understand it, just playing it. Didn't need to do anything else. Just playing it was enough. They got it, you know. So, I was not expecting it to be that big of a difference. But holy cow, that Superstars is so much better. But, um, yeah. Uh, Michael, you mentioned some stuff that uh, brought up some interesting experiences we had with Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker, over the week. Oh, do tell I have said that I think it's interesting that games have put Amiibo stuff behind Amiibos, right? Like, oh, you get different gliders or you get access to a dungeon or it allows you to jump onto a bird or whatever in the Zelda games, right? But nothing game-breakingly good. In Toad, you tap the Amiibo and it makes all your people invincible? For the whole next level? Okay. Not, not necessary, really, if you're an adult. However, for kids, when playing with kids especially, that will just walk off the level. Pretty essential. I wish it was a thing included in the game and not with the amiibo. Like, I think last week I said you shouldn't gate... With Or not last week, but a couple of weeks ago, like with Wario, where you shouldn't gate the four player behind playing the game. Maybe don't gate kid modes on game also, right? Like, if it's a game that kids should be able to play, let, let them play it in a kid way. There's a lot of weird stuff with that game that I didn't realize. Like, there's also a two player select mode. So at the top of the screen, it says two player. So I assume that means that the game detected that there were two controllers and it assumed we were playing two-player. And the way that you play two-player is that one player controls Toad and the other controls the camera. No, no. That's a two-player mode selector and you could play that way or you could just straight up have two characters on the screen if you wanted. But we didn't learn that until like 30 levels into the game when I accidentally clicked on the menu.
0: I feel like Toad is a specifically weird one to want to do multiplayer with, because that game is like a puzzle game, basically, right? Sure. I That's, to me, just feels like, I, and I have a, maybe a low tolerance for this sort of thing, but it, like an exercise in frustration, because like, doing puzzles with other people just seems like maddening, right? Unless it's like a collaborative puzzle where you can both be solving it at the same time. I feel like something like Toad where you really just need – it's all about like viewing angles and rotating the camera and getting around corners and finding hidden stuff. It's just going to be like one person doing it and the other person executing the thing the other person saw.
1: Right, but the kids don't care. They just want to participate. So for an adult, that makes absolute absolute sense to me, right? Like I would not want somebody moving the camera on me while I'm trying to figure out the puzzle. But the kids don't care. (laughs)
0: Sometimes it's better that they play and not you. (laughs) You know, I I don't know what to say. I think in this particular instance, it's weird because that's a that's a that to me feels like what should be a single player game. I guess it's nice that they added modes that incorporate multiple people. But I don't know that I would think that that's the proper way to play that game.
1: Well, after watching the direct and playing games all week on that thing, um, other than it looking terrible on a 4K TV, which no one except for me noticed or cared about. I understand what they've made and why they're not hurrying to make the next one, right? Like the Switch 2 and all that. Like The system's doing what it's supposed to do, I think, which is be a light system for light games and sometimes crazy games.
0: But what if it didn't have to look like garbage on the 4K TV? That's all I (laughs) want to say.
1: I'm not going to make excuses. I'm just saying it seems like it's doing what they expect it to do. Yeah. Well, it, there you have it. Yeah. Uh,
0: on the on the realm of easy modes, Andy, I wanted to talk okay. about a little bit. Yeah. I I've been playing a lot of armored core. I love it. Game's pretty hard. Yeah. No easy mode. No no easy mode. Uh, in typical from soft fashion, uh, the easy mode is Play your ability to understand right.
1: <laughs> Learn how to dodge roll. E-
0: yeah. Right. Or parry. Like, yeah, get good right or you know (laughs) change your build and learn the timings of the things that you can exploit them or use different weapons that are better against these various types of things or whatever blah blah blah. fair enough uh there does also come to be apparently uh a, a patch that has come out recently for armored core right six yes uh and in typical from soft fashion it's like you know a bunch of changes to various weapons. is like, ah, we increased the damage on these rifles and we changed these other stats. It's mostly um, mostly buffs. Uh, a couple of nerfs to some bosses. Um, boss of Chapter 1, specifically, who was like a big meme because he was really hard. And then the boss of Chapter 4, who probably deserved a nerf because that guy sucked. Um, so I think it was, you know, a good patch overall. But, you know... <laughs> I've, I've beaten the game. I've gone back and I've started my new game plus. Oh, uh, wow. And, okay. So it's and, not that hard. No, it's not. You could do it. It's also not that long. Like the first playthrough takes you a long time. I've now almost completed the
1: second playthrough. Oh, wow. It's just That's so quick. much, so much faster. So, so replaying the missions is not a big part of the time of that game. You don't need to be like sinking hours into doing that.
0: I mean, you know, maybe if you want to get whatever the achievement is for S ranking every mission, you maybe have to do that a lot, but there's no need to do that and you don't need to do any of that to progress, right?
1: Okay. Sure.
0: Um there are new missions on each new game plus, so the story is evolving, it's not the same story um in the new game plus that from new game. I can tell that for sure. Okay. Um but sure, <laughs> when you know all the layouts already, <laughs> And you also know like all a lot of the objectives and you fought all these bosses before they sure die real easy. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to that. Like chapter one boss. I think I smoked him in under a minute. It was like a joke. The so guy they was uh, like,
1: overdid it, huh?
0: No, I don't think so. I think it's just, I have a new game plus level of knowledge and skill and Andrew also Mech. weapons. Yeah. <laughs> he's still the chapter one. <laughs> this boss. is still the chapter one <laughs> boss. Exactly. Michael. And I, You know, maybe they did make him easier. I don't know. They probably didn't matter because I killed him so fast. He wouldn't have had time to do that many (laughs) attacks anyway.
1: That kind Um, of power trip can be really fun when you're like, yeah, it
0: really is. You are you are taking your like mech in like full speed assault boost and like whipping past targets and just like stopping just long enough to hit the like missile button and then boosting back again. Like, all right, that guy's dead. Don't got to think about that anymore. (laughs) You just keep going. Oh, take out the take out the installation. All right, what's the fastest firing weapon I can get so that I can shoot the ball
1: while I'm flying and not have to slow down, right? Like so other than weapons, right? Like and boosting being a major part of the game. I know that there was customization in like movement tech, like you could go with treads or other stuff like that. Did yep. did any of this stuff end up mattering very much in the end or was it mostly cosmetic? Like did it really uh, change no, no, no. your game or did you just sort of stick with one build and, and work around it?
0: So at this point, I have stuck with my build through almost all of New Game Plus um, because I know how to play it really well and it's really good and can just annihilate everything. Sure. But in terms of like the the different movement options feel very different. The, the regular humanoid legs versus the reverse joint legs uh, that kind of look like chicken legs or whatever, they have like a big – huge like forward and upward jump you can get like tons of forward and upward mobility that mm-hmm. way mad cat legs kind of um they the tetrapod legs are like i i think of them as the like i need to be in the air a lot type because they can hover uh, for okay. basically no energy usage right so normally when you're flying you have to be using your booster and managing your energy those ones can hover uh the tetrapod legs can hover like almost forever not quite depending on how much you know energy recovery and blah 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 But, like, you have a ton of airtime. Like, that's the airborne mech, right? feels like the floating fortress of platform where you just, like, hover (laughs) up in the air and rain down missiles and lasers or whatever. And then the tanks are just like, am I getting destroyed and, like, in one hit? (laughs) What if I had a lot of HP? (laughs) And it turns out that having a lot of HP is pretty good. Uh, And what if also I wanted to use all the heaviest weapons all the time? This is how you do it, um, and they are slow. But uh, it turns out when you have a lot of HP, you get to like see a lot of stuff. You can like see the boss's movements. You get to learn the patterns. You get to see what the other enemies are doing, um, and then maybe you can decide, okay, now I know what I'm doing. I can change back to something that's a little quicker, and you know actually be able to dodge effectively instead of like lumberingly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been really cool. Uh, so, and I think that stuff makes a big difference, right? It just come, comes down to the sort of the play style that you want, and then kind of by the end, you have enough parts, like booster parts, and you know various sorts of legs that are like, oh, well, this is like a really short tank, and like this one is a a really light uh, tetrapod, and you know these legs are actually the heavy weapon chicken legs, so that you can have both, right? Like you eventually yeah. just end up with like
1: they'll give you whatever you want, man. It's just a question of how much so, money. <sighs> So did they need to have the economy in the game? I mean, did it just get to the point where you're like, well, oh, I've, I've accumulated so much equipment, there's no point in buying anything? Uh, I mean, there are achievements for buying everything, so you know, I guess sure. that's, that's, I that's mean, something. That, that's adding things to add to the economy and yeah. make it useful, right? Uh,
0: uh, there is a PvP mode, right? And so maybe there, things are useful there in ways that I don't understand because I'm not attempting or interested in doing any of that. Sure. But I think that it is, it is nice to have choices right and also like looking cool is part of the fun <laughs> like i will tell you this absolutely game knows, i mean it's like what it is doing right yeah like, this game will definitely do the thing where like you know when you land the last hit the entire game goes into slow motion Slow as you motion. see the like yep. boss like crackle with energy and then explode meanwhile yep. you're still kind of in control of your character and sure. you can Press the button specifically to go into photo mode. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta get like your pose. Yeah, exactly. Have the cool guy photo of yourself, like walking away from the explosion and stuff. The game absolutely knows what it's doing. Absolutely. Uh, so it is it, like, and yeah, there's like eight million options for colors and like painting and it, like. I mean, so they should have just licensed it, huh? Yeah, I mean that's I not the story. It's not the story they're telling, right? They kind of have a There is some, like, Armored Core lore in here. But, yeah, yeah, certainly having, like, Gundam parts in here would be extremely cool. Yeah. Uh, Also, if you want some of that, the internet (laughs) is here to help you. (laughs) There are people who have done, like, the... Mods. uh, No, well, like, there's decal editors and stuff, right?
1: Oh. And paint editors,
0: and you can upload that kind of stuff. So there are people who have put together... You know, you can't make the physical dimensions. You can't, like, mod in a you know, a head that looks like the Gundam head, right? But you can build something that's close or arms that are close and then use the decals to make the panels look right and right like, you know, RX 7803 or whatever on it. And, you know, I mean, so. I see a
1: guy here that has created basically heavy arms custom. So, yeah, of course,
0: I, I mean, th- there's one I saw. There's a pretty, pretty good looking Ava 01. Oh, nice. Good so. point. They're all in there. If you want to look, I'm confident. So, you know, it's a... It, the game gives you so many options because it's cool to have the options and because there is a gameplay reason for them. But I think by the end, right, you will have settled on a build that you like and weapons that you like. And, you know, maybe you'll run into a boss or something where you need to change stuff up or, you know, you get in deep into the arena and you find out, okay, this guy is just like... Too fast. I can't do this. Like I can't go fast <laughs> on fast. That's just not going to work. We're just going to be jumping around each other, and no one's attacking. Right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know the the customization is there for a gameplay reason, but maybe more to look cool.
1: Well, yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, that's the vibe that should happen with a giant mech game, right? I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. Look, it is important to look cool. I agree. <laughs> it's like. And it's fun to then like go okay like oh man okay I've made a cool new mech I, I got to find some sweet colors because like you can change the part the individual parts differently too right so it's like okay well like I'm gonna have like you know a red and green color scheme here but then like this weapon is blue or you know you can you can come up with all kinds of horrible combinations <laughs> if you want to um, they'll just let you do whatever you want so love it you we'll look
1: like a clown or do you want to be all
0: one color all are available
1: if people made uh their own custom acs should we tell them to email us yeah yeah i, I think i want to see some custom acs for
0: sure uh you can send those to podcast at we we'll happily take a look at those i will anyway uh and send them to our socials too we're at we were gamers on all those things find us out there uh and on youtube youtube.com slash at we next week jump in your mech
2: Get back in the robot
1: no i can't do it <laughs> no <laughs> i don't know that i have it in me i sometimes wonder it's one of those shows it's one of those shows right like there's a few times a year i think about whether or not i would get more out of rewatching something we watched um a miyazaki movie with the kids and i was watching it and i was like i'm getting a lot more out of this than the last time i watched this i think You know, maybe I should go back and rewatch all those Miyazaki movies. Maybe I missed some stuff. Uh, We watched Totoro. Classic. Yeah. I mean, but the last time I saw it, I was probably in my late teens, early 20s. It didn't land as hard as now being a parent and watching kids run around and thinking about them and what he was actually probably talking about, you know, in terms of childhoods and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my memory of Totoro is that it's also one of the like well they're all they're all heavy in their own ways
1: yeah I mean in the and towards the end the little sister goes missing and you have to start thinking about mm-hmm. yeah yeah anyway uh, Ava is one of those where it's like ah, I think I'm just not smart enough maybe I gotta try it again <laughs> probably not true Being shared
0: is a pain listed or a pain shared is a pain lessened, right? <laughs>